0: Kyle, thank you very much for letting me come into your creative space. We are currently in the rehearsal studio, um, and it's great to see so much activity, buzz, design drawings, um, set
1: props, uh, stand-in props. We've got beds to, to kind of stand in as, as bed um, as picture frames. We've got we've got those these beds are actually used during our process. So. Throughout the day, we have a two-hour uh, lunch break, and that and that includes an hour of dreaming, an hour of sleep, an hour of dreaming time. So, it's it's yeah, it's a, it's, it's a really good space to be in. I love this rehearsal space at um, at Subiaco Arts Centre. i I've, I've Rehearsed in here, I remember the first time I rehearsed in this room. I was 11 years old, and now I'm 37 years old, directing a hip opera. So it's it's this room has has a lot of um, history for me. And I and I'm, you know, I've worked in here and I've seen people rehearsing in here. Like people like, you know, uh, uh, the late um, Miss Lawford wolf and 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 you know Kelton Pell and saw Johnny Moore rehearsing in here and I saw George Sheftsov. and you know he kind of, you know, he grew up in in, in this town and and I'm really. This room is a part of, of, of the theatre legacy in this town, and you know there's not too many of Perth's dedicated and 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 experienced and and kind of old school actors that haven't spent some time in this room. This this room has got Perth theatre, you know, invested in in every layer of paint in here, and I and I love and I love this space, and then we also get to 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 sleep in here as well. So we, we you know we, we we um talk about how how much energy is in this room. And and, and I'm the kind of director that doesn't use a table. Like I'm, I'm sitting on the floor with my script, scattered it all around, and, and then I'm, I'm up and walking around. There's, I don't even, I can't even sit still for for a minute. So, maybe hip hop is the kind of kind of uh, culture that I need to be working with. But um, it, it really is, is is a is a room that we can we can be really vibrant. There's windows out to the beautiful Subiaco um, uh, theatre gardens, and and then you can pull the blinds down and put out the mattresses and and have a really good chill time in the space and it's it's a really interesting kind of um method is siesta you know it's, yeah. a, it's not it's not a very new thing it's just a new thing in the anglo world i think <laughs> well i'm um, speaking about new
0: things iceland mm. hip-hop opera now yeah. i spoke to zach james pre- in our previous episode now i want to ask you i want to get your thoughts on it what
1: is iceland about iceland is about a community that is dealing with one of the most severe epidemics that we've that we've that we've come across. I think Iceland is a call to action, but also a call to start asking the right questions. And one of the beautiful things about I think theatre and, and art in general, and you know, it's been this has been our job for four thousand years, is to not have the answers, but to ask the questions. We don't have the answers for for the uh, for the for the community that 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 we're, that we're um, working in, but we can ask the questions. And we're asking the questions around, you know, how is this here? How is it so prolific? I mean, we don't ask those questions specifically, but we do spend a bit of time looking at the people that are a part of this world, that are, that are dealing with this. You know, there's we've got three central characters that can that can kind of represent a whole lot of our, our community and a lot, whole lot of our working class community as well. I mean. One of the things that, that that is really quite horrific about the the scourge of, of methamphetamines at the moment is that it's, it's it's really, it's it's almost quite destroyed our lots of parts of our working class. So there are whole suburbs, you know, south and north of the river and east out towards Kungamaya and Bellevue kind of ways, and and you know these places all have that you know there's meth everywhere, you know, and 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 I'm walking down the street in, in my local neighbourhood in, in Maylands and you can see it everywhere, you know. there's, there's, there's... If, you, if I walk around in, in, in my city, in my suburbs, I could see ice users every single day of my life. And I don't think people realise just how many ice users there are and also just how many people are actually out there functioning and out there who are professional people who are dabbling in this gear and dabbling in the, in the ice... Not realising or not really knowing that that's not your choice anymore, that, that ice is, is, is something that, that will take away all of your instincts and all of your, your loves and cares and just take away everything that, that makes you really human, you know. I mean, we could, art, I, I think, is the place to ask the question what it is to be human. Um, and theatre usually asks that what it is to be human what it is to be human with, within this cultural context or what is it what does it mean to be human within this war context or you know there's 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 all the good theatre usually asks those questions shakespeare was renowned for that so you know taking a little bit of a shakespearean kind of flavour and and definitely you know bouncing off the operas that have come to this town over the years especially during the you know Perth international arts festival and the and the west australian opera you know like we 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 are a part of a community and a part of you know a, a contemporary western culture that has the the means to to explore this story because i think that we need to to really start accessing people's thoughts and feelings around this around this drug because i think a lot of people are dealing with it but not sharing that information with each other and i think our town would be would be horrified to realize just how many people are dealing with this issue, whether it's a loved one, whether it's a loved one who's who's who is dealing with another loved one, whether it's two degrees separated, it, 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 I don't think there's a three degree separation in Perth for methamphetamines. And 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 every single person on our, on our project, we've all either lost people. And when I say lost people, they might not have passed away, but after three or four years on the meth, you've lost them anyway. You know, they, they, they they've they've they don't really have the chemical balance to be happy. They don't. They can't have that natural surge of endorphins, you know, that all of that chemical capacity for happiness and joy and euphoria is actually leached out of them and, and taken out of them. You know, I've, I've seen a lot of my cousins who, who don't have the capacity to, for joy within their hearts anymore. And that's, you know, and what I like to kind of draw the picture of is like that. They they kind of, they traded the 20, that they traded 20 years of happiness at the end of their life for five years of partying. And that, Reminds me of a, of, a, of a saying around alcohol, too, which is, you know, a hangover is, is just the payment for the fun that you had the night before. You know, you, alcohol is you're, you're taking the happiness from tomorrow to have right now. And that's you know when you get drunk and, um, and, and then that kind of party culture. You, you really are sacrificing the next day to have that happiness now. Um, and with methamphetamines you're sacrificing the last 10 15 20 30 years of happiness in your life to party for 10 now or five now or depending on how hard you're partying in three or four years now and i think we have the right creative outlet for that in hip-hop you know hip-hop is is you know it can be seen as like schizo but it's not it's 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 really quite multifaceted and quite strong in all of its facets so
0: Yeah, see, I want to ask that because this is a hip-hop opera, speaking to Zach before, it is very much following, because, you know, timing, opera, so much timing in opera. So I'm finding out. (laughs) How have you been finding this creative
1: process? It's interesting to work with so much music. Like I have never really I've never worked on a musical. I was assistant director on Sapphires in 2010. So, you know, watching how Wesley Enoch worked with it and watching how the musical director worked with it. I wish I learned something at that time about this process because I'm still learning at the moment. And you know, and, and I've and I've I've spoken to, to uh, you know, one of our ex artistic directors of the festival here and a lady named Lindy Hume. And at the time, she was the, the artistic director of, of um, Opera New Zealand. And the advice that she gave me was invaluable. You know, I sat down with her and had a bit of a chat and said, I'm doing, a, I'm doing an opera. What, what do I do? How do I do this? And, and the key bit of advice is just get out of the way of the songs, Kyle. Get out of the way of the words of the song. And the fact that we're doing hip-hop means that, like opera... There's going to be a lot of people who don't know what the bloody hell's going on and what the hell that, that that character is talking about. So, in a lot of ways, we are making like an Italian opera because it's another language for a lot of people. But a lot of our, our working-class youth, man, they're going to be hitting every single syllable. They're not going to miss... it. You know, we've got a whole crew, the whole syllabolics crew will be able to sit there and and, and, and hear every single word. So, it's it's. I'm really excited to see what the opera crowd feels about this you know this is and and it's going to be really raw you know it's 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 almost like the effect madame butterfly had when it first came out like it just changed the idea and it was like oh you don't really want to be telling these stories oh that's 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 really that's really hard and, and you know there's there's some moments in here that you you know i've cried a number of times in rehearsal room because it's, it's it's really really raw it's really close to to the experiences that i've had and the people that i've lost through the choices you know that are no longer theirs anymore so using or working with hip-hop and you know that means that we can we can dabble in, in in rock and we can we can go down the jazzy route and we can kind of funk it up a little bit plus the r&b and and then there's you know the, the, the kind of pure old school you know style hip-hop so you know we, we have got the the creative i guess cultural aesthetic to to really allow us to to invest in each moment, quite, quite securely and quite strongly, and really give each story, each song, each part of the narrative its own real texture, its own, you know, real kind of um, life to it. You know, I love what I love about orchestra and what I love about the, the opera is the orchestra. And what I love is that live strings, is the live timbre of the voice, and, and, and we don't have the luxury of having a live orchestra. And so what is, what, is, what is an opera if it's not a live orchestra? And what is a hip-hop concert if you're telling dramatic arc stories? And you know, I don't know the answer to these questions. I hopefully will know by the end of rehearsals because what we're doing here is, is really dabbling in cultures that have, that have made our, our Western... You know our contemporary western lifestyle here in perth you know specifically perth like it's it's we've got we've got that strong kind of link to the to the upper class and the classical and the and the ballet and the orchestra and the opera like i i love all these art forms these these art forms are very important to the longevity of creativity in this town you know i i would be horrified to think if 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 ballet or opera or the orchestra you know, disappeared. I know what it's like to have a loss of culture in your life, and I know what it's like when when you're growing up without the culture that is inherently yours. And and, and I think this town, we need to we need to keep all of the cultures that are alive. And you know, that's why at Yuriaka we've been working with Nungar language. And hey, one day you might see Nungar language hip opera. <laughs> I don't know how many different yeah. bloody cultural words we can put into to into a, into a sentence and say that's a show. But you know, a, a hip opera about methamphetamines is kind of Not the end result, but where I've been wanting to get to as an artist as well. started at Iriakin in 2009 um, as the artistic director and, and you know one of the first projects that I that I worked on was a show called Good Lovin' and that was with with Optimus. that was with with with, with some of the downside crew and it was a it was a it was a, a sexual health show that we took out to to the communities and it was it was about well we technically it was about sexual health but we really focused on positive relationships and so Scott wrote a lot of those rhymes for that and we took it out to the bush and you know we had a we had a a, a set that you could that you could plug into one powerpoint and you could do a you know a little bit of a hip-hop musical in the middle of Warburton you know out in the middle of we out in area you know like all of these these places we've we we've talked about this idea a long time ago what, what would a hip-hop be what would what would hip-hop um musical how would that go and what would that be and a couple of years ago you know with 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 the with the loss of 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 the strength of of a lot of my family and brothers and cousins and you know I've got family in jail and I've got family in rehab family in 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 hospital because you know I think the, the 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 colonial life you know it makes us feel like we're 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 invalid and, and, and we're not really as strong and as, and as, and as, and as human as everybody else. And, and so you, don't, you only need to have just a little bit of doubt in your mind and meth and then one crack at meth and it's, it's, it's yours. And I mean, in your hits, you know, you're, you're, you're under the spell. And we, we have a real problem in this Western world of, of, of self-confidence. You know, we're, we're, we are one of the richest towns in the world per capita bar none in the world and yet there's a whole lot of depressed people out there so you kind of go money isn't isn't what's making everybody happy so and then and then something like like methamphetamines comes along and in a town that's not inherently happy all of a sudden you've got people that that find a substance that can make you so happy in two minutes that and happiness that you've never felt for a long time and it's you know it's 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 a chemical it's 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 artificial but you don't really know that at the time and then and then you're wanting more and you're wanting more of it and and i think in this town we need to have a conversation about about how we treat or, or how we look at this 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 issue because i really think that we need to start looking at as a looking at it as a health issue mm. and not a not a legal issue I, I, I know that you know there's there's a lot of criminality around Around methamphetamines and the cultures that are involved with that, and, and and the fact that it's that 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 it you know that the state and and the legal system hasn't really let it go as a, as a legal issue means that the darkness gets the power. You know, there, there there are gangs and there are there are there are entities and there are outfits in this town that that are, that are profiting from from ruin. You know, that are profiting from. From that and, and and I think that that's where the legal issue is, you know is muddled because we're treating sick people like criminals and I would like to kind of I'd like to maybe start to, to kind of work out how in this town I don't I don't know how it works for the rest of the state I know that Western Australia the Southwest has seen you know to a lot of people as just a huge meth lab and that's that's scary you know and, and we're in the major town of 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 one of the biggest regions of methamphetamines produce. And so what is the what is the issue? Why are we... Why is our town and our society, which is very wealthy, very confident, very capable... You know, like, like West Australians are some of the most capable people in the world. And I, and I 100% believe in West Australians. That's why I'm still committed to West Australia. That's why I haven't left town. That's why I'm not in Melbourne or Sydney or, God forbid, London. You know? And so we're... We, 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 I believe in in what this town has to offer and the people here because Western Australians are so strong and so smart and and you know I even put up with all the rednecks to kind of to kind of to get to a stronger place because I believe in them too because we actually are a really strong and vibrant and smart community in Western Australia like some of West you know West Australians have the capacity to achieve just about anything and and I really believe that by accessing this subject this this issue here we could actually you know work out how to help the rest of the western world because we even though we are 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 a satellite of the western world we are on the corner but perth is as western world as any other town in the world you know we're two million people we're, we're not a small town anymore and and we have this this big issue we have a lot of money and we had we used to have a lot more money with the mining boom and one of the one of the one of the things that we don't know. I mean, there's a million things we could talk about in this yeah. play, and we would love to, to you know, approach everything. But we, you know, like, what stories do you tell? Like, what, what parts of our community? What who do we represent in this? Because because I don't think there's anybody in Western Australia that that's not affected by this. So, where do we start with this? Where? But I think the important thing is that you just start.
0: I was lucky enough to be in a rehearsal with Iceland and, and Kyle, listening to the songs, the lyrics, because there are references to the mining, um, uh, the mining, but there's so many local references. And I just wanted to ask you, what is, and it's probably going to be a hard one, mm-hmm. what is a song that you've been gravitating towards? Or when you're, because I'm looking at your board, you've got this wonderful whiteboard of all the songs, the <laughs> two acts. <laughs> what is a song that, when you just approach in rehearsal, you go, "Wow, that says a lot." Uh,
1: look, there, there are a lot of just awesome songs, and, and I think it's 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 around how which song are we building to? Which song have I chosen to be the moment that the audience can have a breath, or the moment the audience can see some hope? And I think that's they're the moments that I that I that I really am aiming for. Like I think some of the really crazy and violent and 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 you know meth fueled psychosis like they're fun and and they're kind of you know high energy and, and and high anxiety like when you're creating art sometimes those vibrations and those frequencies and those emotions are really helpful in in, in creating the work and, and and getting a sense of of characters and stuff like that but you know if you spend all your time creating around the traumatic bits you, 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 it's it's a that's a really hard job So it's it's I really enjoy I know this sounds weird, but I really enjoy creating the authenticity of the pain. And I also really love building and what that pain does when we release the hope. You know? So it's it's all about the light and dark. How do we honor the pain and the struggle and the anxiety? to realize the past um, to realize the joy the, the strength the clarity of intention the, the want to get healthy you know and, and it's it's a bit yin and yang with that and, and, and a show needs to have that you know a show needs to have the light and the dark the the quiet and the still then matched with the with the vibrant and the loud and the bright so in looking at the overall journey of the of the play there's 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 one song that i've cried three out of the four times that we've rehearsed it like I'm not even joking and, and 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 that's because I think it's 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 linked so closely to to what I want to see in my life and that's my brothers to get healthy. I want to see them make that decision to just go for the rest of their life for the joy for the for their for their children for their parents for their for their family, you know? And, and it's just I really wanted to just build in a moment where we make where we see somebody make that choice because you can't see that. That 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 is that is and you can't do that for anybody else, you know it's it's I can't pull anybody out of meth use, and we can't pull anybody out of that. They have to step out of that. Nobody can I mean I, I, I say this as blanket statements, but for every you know everybody is in you know a unique case and and methamphetamines you know relates and 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 gets into people, everybody's quite different. and and you know the fact that we've got two people a part of this project that that have survived this, that's that's that's. They're a part of the five percent, you know. This it, it's around. I think it's being generous. If 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 you are addicted to methamphetamines and you're injecting, then there's probably less than a three percent chance you're going to get clean. But if you're on methamphetamines and and you're smoking it or or snorting it or ingesting it, there's probably maybe a five or six percent chance that they will become clean. And that's that's the stats that 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 is actually out there at the moment, you know, and, and, and one of the other horrible things that 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 we kind of realize that if you counted all the meth use just by the distribution of syringes in Broome it's like a million dollars a month. And you kind of go and not everybody's injecting. So you just look at one town like that and let's you know not even talking about Megathara, Magnet, Yalgu, you know, like these places meth you know sometimes meth is coming off the boats in in the Kimberleys and the Pilbara and they're traveling through the midwest like Geraldton and Carnarvon like these places if we don't start actually talking about this now I don't care how rich and how strong Western Australia is we're going into ruin and we're on our way there and and I can see it because I've seen it through a lot of my friends and family in my community you know I grew up in in Armidale and I grew up playing footy for Armidale and 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 you know looking at a lot of the boys that 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 I played with you know like they're just not there anymore, you know, my Bel- Belmont Juniors footy club. And, you know, like, we, we recently had a murder of a friend of mine, of a sister girl of mine, and, and, and it was related to this. And that happened in this last fortnight, and when we're trying to do this show. So, you know, we're, we're talking about how important this show is and how vit- vital it is that we have this conversation, but we, we feel like we're a year late. You know, we feel like a, a, a year or two late, because there are so many people out there that are just struggling, police... Nurses, community workers—you know, like our hospitals are stretched to the limit as it is. You know, we, we've got a lot of sick people in our community, and you go to an emergency department, and if and if the you know the lady with the heart attack is, is you know being cared for, and the and the diabetic who's who's in a who's in a you know is in um, insulin coma, or, or all of a sudden somebody comes into that space violent meth-fueled, all of those resources aren't looking after the people that need that care. And so, you know, I think we really need to have a better conversation, we need to really start accessing some real resources to start helping our community become healthy. Because if we, because at the moment it's compromised our working class quite heavily. And if we compromise our middle class, if our middle class dissolves because of methamphetamines, we are in a lot of trouble. The middle class is the, is the backbone and the strength of any Western society for the last 500 years, you know, and every revolution that's ever happened has happened because of the, an activated middle class. If we lose our middle class... We're in a lot of trouble. And so this conversation, you know, we have one of our one of our one of our characters on, on our stage is, is not a not a working class. She comes from a good home. She comes from a strong family. You know, and how many people in our community come from really good, strong, loving families and, and community, but one decision and the rest of your life is, you know, is is it, it, it belongs to the shard, it belongs to the devil's breath, you know. So it's 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 a vital conversation that we have. And as artists, we can, we, you know, I want to get out there. And I, if I, if if meth was a human being, I'd, I'd want to go out there and choke them. I'd want to go and tie them to a tree and just leave, you know, say leave my family alone. But I can't. There's no entity that I can that I can hurt. There's no there's no person that I can fight. The only person that I can fight is the people that are dealing with that. And that's my family, my brothers, and my cousins, and my sisters. And and then it, you know, turns into arguments with me and my mum and dad because we're all trying to deal with this. And, and you know, it's 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 a, it's a really Tough situation, and I just think that if 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 we 're not careful and if we 're not actually really um, honest about this because you know it 's not uncommon for for you know middle class and upper middle class dinner parties to end with just a little bit of a crack pipe you know just it's it 's really becoming normal it's becoming it's it's becoming acceptable and if methamphetamines becomes acceptable as alcohol we are in a lot of trouble i mean the fact that how acceptable alcohol is is a problem for me but i think you know we've got a lot of work to do and we've got we got and i think a lot of the work that we need to do is to convince our community that this is a health problem and not a legal problem when we start locking up sick people they're not getting better they're just they're just getting punished for being sick and I know it's, 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 it's easy to say that they're sick and, you know, that they've made the decision and that they keep making that decision. But I, but I really feel like this substance is a lot stronger than heroin, a lot stronger than ecstasy, a lot stronger than cigarettes, a lot stronger than any other addiction that we've had to deal with, that we've talked about, that we've, that we've put things in place to sort out. You know, I just think whatever we did to keep people safe from alcohol, keep people safe from, from heroin, we need to do that three or fourfold, to bring our community back to the to the health that I think we can have, and if we have a healthy Western Australia, we're we, you know we, we're one of the we're one of the most competent and strongest community of people in the world. And I've you know in the arts particularly as well, I, I really think that we have such you know such strength of creativity. I've seen theatre all over the world, and I've worked with a lot of theatre makers, but I've never been in a room that has had such talent such genius and such hard-working performers ever in my life i've never yeah i always i always used to say you want you know discipline and you want people that are that are going to work hard you get dancers and i kind of realized today that oh man hip-hop crew might give dancers a bloody go for that discipline in the arts (laughs) because dancers you know you you want something done man you get dancers or you or you know if you really want something done, you get a stage manager but uh, it's really opened my eyes at how hard the crew works at hip-hop and and how how much the crew really believes in the culture of hip hop as not just not it's not an American culture. I mean you know it started in America, but but like there's Australian hip hop. But what Western Australian hip hop really has is its own unique culture, and, and you know it's been and and we wouldn't have that strong Western Australian hip hop culture, I don't think, without. The legacy that downside has put out as well yeah. you know and downside i mean I, I i was a fan of downside when i was 13 14 you know it was, it was awesome to to be running amok in belmont and have have you know a group of boys from belmont that actually aren't going to jail you know and that's like it was you know I could look up at scotty and daz and the boys and just kind of go oh, i don't need to i don't need to go to jail with the other brothers i don't i don't need to destroy and harm to validate my humanity which is what a lot of us a lot of our mob do you know you're kind of going we're so angry a lot of times, we just, we just want to destroy, we just want to hurt. And methamphetamines has given my people that opportunity to just hurt and destroy yourself. Um, and I just think that without, without downside um, and on this journey, without them to kind of really give us that sense of the hip-hop texture and the culture and the lifestyle of hip-hop, um, you know, we wouldn't, we wouldn't have the opera. But, you know, that, we're all storytellers without the real authentic eye within this project. And that's where Zach James and MC Truth, you know, we, we had we had um, MC Truth on board of this project for the whole time. Unfortunately, Brother Boyd, you know, wasn't able to make the, the, the dates and the timing work out. And we we, we were disappointed by, by, by not having him there because he's had such a strong voice. But what he's given us in terms of the authenticity for this narrative and, and some insight into just... I was never addicted to, to methamphetamine, so I don't know what I don't know why anybody would make the choice to sacrifice their whole lives for it. But I need to kind of work that out, because I need to be able to give the audience a sense of, why do people chase that moment? that you know i was asked when we we're doing interviews with, with with mc truth and me and he was was yarning to some people and you know i asked i asked somebody one day you know and i said Bruss, you know like at what point did you realize that you were addicted to methamphetamines and he just looks at me and goes 30 seconds after i had that first shot i was it was all i was completely there it was just that's all they wanted from 30 seconds after that first shot and that's it that's that's that choice is is, is never theirs and they will never ever achieve that first high ever again so they're chasing something that they will never have again, and they're going to chase that for the rest of their lives. I don't understand that, and I don't know what that is, but I want to understand that, and I want our community to understand that, and I want our community to understand that these people have made a decision out of pain, out of suffering, out of trauma, out of inval- invalidity, out of out of a million things. We're all we're all we're all you know we're all fragile beings. We really, really are. And and methamphetamines just gets in there and just you know and takes all that. And and that first thirty seconds, that person knew that they were hooked for the rest of their life. And that. That's scary. That's still, that still scares me. Like, that okay. still brings tears to my eyes. That still makes the lump in my throat because I kind of go, I don't know what that is. Yeah. But as an artist, all I can do is chase what I think that is and try and give our audience an understanding because we, we can look at our people in our community and just go, they're junkies. They're just addicts. You know? And you kind of go, I would love to just be able to just disregard them like that, but I can't. I, I really can't. I've got a, I really feel like, like I said, we in Western Australia have the power, the strength, the capacity, the, the capabilities, the resources to be whatever we want in this world and to change the world however we want, you know, and to, to some of our best actors, some of the best directors, some of the best musicians. And if we don't start looking at how we make this 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 town healthier, then, then we might be in trouble. And, and a good step towards that is understanding what, why people are chasing the shard why people are chasing that high i will never know because i've never reached that high i was never as somebody said i'd never had you know that cuddle from god which is what people talk about it's like the very their very soul their very being was was completely happy in every molecule of their body and i kind of i don't understand what that is you know, I'm happy down in my guts, or I'm happy when you know when you have that yeah, really, really yummy tiramisu. Like that's happiness for me. You know what I mean? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I, I, but we, how do we understand the joy and what that substance gave to them, even for that moment? If they're chasing that for the rest of their life, I want to know what that is. What is it? What is that? What is that euphoria? What is that? Just and and even meth users, even people that are. that are are dealing with this issue they can't explain it either like i'm trying i'm going to try and explain it on stage i'm going to try and show this moment i'm going to try and show as strong as we are as humans there is something that's in our community that is 10 times stronger than any of us and and our and i just don't think that it's stronger than our combined will and I really believe that. And we need to we need to really come together, black, white, blue, brindle, I don't care what colour you are, I don't care what culture you come from, I don't care how much money you got, meth, if it wants to, it will take all of you. And we need to work together as a community because, you know, individually, we will, if, if we approach meth individually, we're all going to fall one at a time. And you don't even have to be on meth to fall because, you're, you know, people around you and the community around you, if you... If you're standing on, you know, on a soft surface, or if you're standing on a house of cards, you know that that could dissolve at any time. And I think we, I would really love to be a part of a of a of a community willpower to to sort this out. And I and the best way we can do it is just to jump around on stage and show you show you the pain and show you the joy coming out of it, but show you the life of these three humans, what life really is that we're all taking for granted. And I just think. You know it's also a reminder just to enjoy your life just to take those moments because if you're not enjoying your life if you're not taking those moments to breathe and to smell the flowers and to enjoy that sunshine then then things like meth and alcohol and these these addictive substances are going to are going to give you the happiness that intrinsically that you should have by yourself and i know that's that's easy to say or, or that's that's ambitious to say and you know, I, I can't talk, you know, still sitting here with my cup of coffee. I'm addicted to, to substances well, and I'm I'm trying to you know, I need coffee to, to get myself going and a camel tea or you know, there's other substances that, that I might use that, 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 that you know that, that help me get to sleep at night and things like that and you kinda go there's this. I think we're all dealing with that. I don't think there's too many people out there that aren't using something to help out. And if and, and if and if they if they get down on their luck and if they get to that point where they want it, then they use methamphetamines even once you're in trouble you know and, and we're we're showing these ideas that you know there's a you know there's there's, some, there's the, the talking about weed smoking talking about drinking alcohol and you kind of go in this world you might like it would be better if people go and do that than to absolutely destroy whatever happiness they've got with methamphetamine so yeah it's going to be interesting to see how our audience reacts i'm really looking forward to seeing our opera fans. I really love opera, and I wanna, I want our opera fans to get a sense of, of, of I want them to, to, to be introduced to hip hop, yeah. and I like this idea that our hip hop crew, you know, like the other a couple of weeks ago, jumping on the train back to, back to um, Maylands, and there was a whole bunch of young fellas all heading out to Midland, and I, you know. In my day, if we saw each other and, and started getting all a bit bullshit, we probably would have started punching each other. You know, that's what we did in the 90s. Looking at these young fellas, they looked at each other and they said, come on then, rap battle. And I just looked at them and went, oh, you boys. <laughs> and just sat there and watched these two young fellas battle it out in rap. Like, you can see how hip-hop is actually, as a, as a community, as an art form as a culture, is actually putting something better into the guts of our young people than we had in the 90s. I mean, you know, like the rap we listen to, you know... I'm, I, I and you know unfortunately I didn't have the access to the really good hip hop that that everybody talks about now but but you know the, the the rap that I was starting to listen to was would have made me go down that path and you know it was a gangster rap it was the, the the formulaic gangster rap that 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 encouraged us to be horrible human beings and and you know in privileged and entitled men you know it's misogyny dot com you know it's i, I and, and and I really I stopped listening to it for years and years until somebody put me on to Tribe Called Quest and somebody put me on to Akala and then, and then, you know, AB Original and I kind of went, oh, hip-hop is right. So I got back into hip-hop and started listening to Downside again and went, all right, all right, this is, this, this, is, is, this is the art form.
0: That's fantastic. Well, Kyle, thank you so much. And that's what I love about being so lucky to come and see you. You've got many very different viewpoints on... Iceland, and I'm very curious too on what a, and I'm putting fingers quote here, folks. What a traditional um, quote
1: unquote opera audience finds this uh, show? Absolutely, and and, you know, I'm I really like I said, I really wanted to try and stick to the opera form as like, hey, look, you might as well get ambitious if you're (laughs) going to, you might as well get ambitious. Absolutely. We might as well have some dancing. Like I I don't know exactly how it's all going to play out, but we're really, really excited and confident about the story and we really feel that it's valid and it's authentic it's going to be fun you know people people who like to you know enjoy themselves in the theater are going to enjoy themselves in the theater it's a really good swinging night of music and there's some tough moments to 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 balance out all that fun all that hope and all that joy and all that strength you know, we balance that out with, with, with the realities of methamphetamines and we balance that out with the joy and the strength of opera and, and, the, and the versatility of hip-hop. It's, I, I, if I never direct another show in my life, I will, I will be happy that I got to work on this one. Well, thank you,
0: Kyle, so much for the chat. Well, people can hop onto the Perth Theatre Trust website to find out more about Iceland. And the show opens the 15th of October with previews and then officially opens on the 17th of October. Kyle, thank you so much.